Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ed McAllister, CIO at UPMC. In this chapter, McAllister talks about what it takes to create a true patient-centered medical home, how his experience as a payer CIO helped prepare him for his current role, and what he believes will continue to drive the industry in the years to come. With everything, everything being focused on you know, patient-centered, person-centered um, health, what kind of outreach do you do just as far as, you know, really staying on top of, of what the patients want, where, where they are willing to share the information? Um, like, how is that something that, that you approach just as far as really, you know, understanding the patient's needs? So, so when we talk about patient-centered medical homes, it's really what you're describing. It, it's the doc and the hospital and the payer and, and everybody working together as a care team for the member. So when, when you're talking about the outreach, that, that's where, you know, my role, uh, you know, in the field of technology, how, how does that person want to be engaged? You know, some people are, are fine with a phone call. Others, you know, it's a text message. Other it's, so it's really, it doesn't start with the technology. It starts with what you described as that patient-centered medical home and creating the care team, whether it be a virtual care team or a physical care team around that particular member. Again, when, when I say we're uniquely positioned, we, we are because everything I mentioned, you know, we, we, are, we are involved with that particular person, you know, in, in, in some fashion many times. And where we're not, I mean, obviously we have many UPMC patients who are not health plan members, right? So, in, you know, in that case, we would engage the member, you know, using, uh, you know, using the same model, but, you know, you, you can plug in other other payers, perhaps, you know, it's maybe not as seamless, maybe not all the information's there, but, but it, nevertheless, it is, the, you know, in the same angle from the health plan, the health plan has, you know, 2 million members, and because there are, you know, 20 hospitals within UPMC, and the plan's network is over 100 hospitals, and, you know, 10,000 additional docs, it's, a, it's, you know, a different dynamic, but, but I think the model works, that we've created within UPMC and the different components, it's a it's kind of a plug and play component wise when you're when you have that patient centered medical home and, and you're able to uh, to do what's best for the patient. Right. Okay. So obviously there's a you know so many different things you're you're focused on, but I guess my big question is uh, what's next or what do you really see is kind of like the next big things to uh, that are that you're going to be looking at. We touched on some of the, the initiatives. Obviously, you know, big data is, is here to stay. And, and what we do in, in advanced analytics world, I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, I mentioned the great clinical minds and, and creation of pathways, clinical pathways that lead to the best experience for a patient uh, are, are at the forefront of what we're doing in the analytics world. I would say, Kate, that 95% of what we do, what we're doing, in some fashion tie back to the to the analytics the world of analytics because that that's really the engine that's going to drive the technology's the technology's good but without analytics it's not as interesting you know a, a tool that's a tool that's not used you know could be very cool technology but i think personalizing the experience for the the consumer is what's going to make the difference, and that's going to be done through through advanced analytics. And the more we know about the person, and the more I, I think the more willing we have a more willing participant in the healthcare consumer today than we had five years ago. So I think that you're going to see you're going to see an acceleration in uh, in the advanced analytics world and what that could mean, you know, as far as 
as far as patient care, as far as member experience, I, I think it kind of goes, it kind of crossed the gamut of, of all areas of healthcare. So I, I do think that analytics, big time analytics uh, are, are at the forefront of what we're doing in the Pittsburgh Health Data Alliance uh, partnership is, is again, uh, it's an advanced version of, of the future of, of where we're headed with healthcare. The potential within that partnership is enormous. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like, you know, with uh, what you're talking about with, with, with patient engagement, that the, the more that people see the results, um, you're almost hoping for that snowball effect, like that the more engaged they will be right. to see that, you know, the difference it's making. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And even in the, you know, I mentioned the, the you know, the consumerism piece as far as like a, a comparison, cost comparison. Uh, we're using tools that actually kind of an ask the doc kind of thing, but it's really doctor's experiences and clinical experiences like, you know, hey, wearing a splint actually could help you not have surgery for carpal tunnel if you if you take certain you know, certain precautions or per, uh, certain steps. So so I think yeah. it's more prescriptive in, in using the data and, and using voices that, that are trusted voices. It's not necessarily your insurance company telling you what to do, but rather your the, the doctor-patient relationship is, is critical. And arming the doc with more, I think, more precise information and, and, and more prescriptive as opposed to just that office visit, I think is, is going to be critical over the years as well right. in, the, in the very immediate future. Okay, so you've been now you've been in your current role of about a year, almost maybe almost a year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then you said about about fourteen years on the insurance side. So yeah, fifteen. I you know I yeah I think I I was here in the beginning days of the health plan when the health plan was starting. So it's been I guess I'm missing a year. It's probably been about fifteen fifteen years, uh, and then the past year in in my current role. Okay. So how did that uh, progression go for you? I mean, uh, you can say, you know, sure, you, it was you were a CIO, but this is obviously a, a different, <laughs> different type of CIO. I'm a real CIO. How, <laughs> how did, how no, did it, you, it went. It went. In, title, titles aside, so titles aside, I, I think it, it it really has been. I mean, UPMC is an environment where you kind of work across the boundary. So although I was CIO of the Insurance Services Division, I was very tightly ingrained with what was happening across the entire system. So it wasn't a siloed position. So I always, the, the new position isn't that, isn't necessarily that shocking for me because I lived in this world for the past 15 years, just in a different role with a different lens. But, but we as an organization and, and more and more, the leadership here is, is you, you, it's a very collaborative group and uh, it, it's, we're able to work across boundaries. So when we talk integrated delivery system, I know that I've, I've experienced some other integrated delivery systems across the country uh, that didn't necessarily behave as an integrated delivery system. They, were, they, had, that, they had the different functions, but they, but they didn't ne necessarily behave in a similar way. I've always felt that um, it kind of had the ability to cross boundaries and, and create a true integrated experience for, for myself, but most importantly for, for a person that's, that's within the UPMC um, environment as a patient, as a member, as an employee, as an employer group. So um, it, it's, been, it's been very good. Right. I'm sure. And like, like, just like you alluded to, you, already, you were already part of the organization, so it, it may have been a, a different transition if you weren't, but uh, that wasn't the case. So that's, right. that's helped a lot, I'm sure. 
Yeah, it absolutely. And again, just the, the collaborative nature of, of senior the senior team here at UPMC makes it a very transparent transition. Uh, you know, not only for myself, but I think for the for the organization. Yeah. And and has there that aside, has there been some uh, times though where you have definitely realized that that it is an adjustment, that it is uh, you know, a different animal? Absolutely, yeah, it, it absolutely has, and I I think in a in a good way, because I yeah. think I'm able to better understand. I, I'm able I'm able to share from a different perspective, you know, the the view of maybe why we want to take a certain direction, and I'm also able to learn from the experiences on the provider side, which I was probably less on a day-to-day basis experienced with. So I'm able to understand better why certain things were the way they were. And again, when I, when I talked earlier about kind of the opportunity center, it creates great opportunity when you, when you kind of pull back the, the, the curtains and are able to have a total 100% vision of, of what's happening across the company versus 50, 70, 80%. Yeah. Yeah, and I can imagine that uh, from the time that you started there, it's been, uh, I can imagine, really interesting to see how the organization has has grown. And <laughs> grown is, is putting it mildly. And, and continues to grow. I, I think, yeah. again, I think we're we're just very well positioned for the future. And, and again, I, I think that, that comes from the vision, you know, from the top of, of seeing, you know, three, four moves ahead of where, where this is headed. Uh, you know, I've always heard the analogy, you know, if, if, if the gate, if the, if the exercise is to, to, you know, create a, a product, we'll create that product and we'll be the best at it. But when, if the game changes and, and many times we're, we're driven by what's happening, um, you know, through, uh, you know, the government, regulations such as the uh, the Medicare reimbursement uh, uh, rules that, that change recently or the you know some of the, the different benefit things that drive it but we've always been I think in position to be very nimble and able to to adjust to whatever the future may uh, may hold right and and I think that it's uh, from what I've just seen by by reading doing some research I think that it's really important too that that UPMC has kind of taken on this this role of you know uh, helping to really grow grow the area and create jobs in the area, and that's something that I think is, uh, can only help the organization to, uh, you know, make this not about just UPMC, but about, you know, Pittsburgh and, and the entire area. Right. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, the UPMC mission is, you know, excellent patient care. It, it, it really is. And, and when you, the, the thing, when you asked me earlier, you know, the, the change from my previous role to this role, just the passion for which people engage in their in their profession is is just it's mind-boggling. I mean, it's it's you know others that have been here for a while in in this in the clinical environment probably aren't surprised, but just how how specific how how just focused on the on the patient that people here and how passionate they are about patient care. So if you start with that piece, it allows you to actually extend your abilities and your efforts in a way that's different than if you were just trying to create a product. We're not a product creator. We're a, we're a company that, that cares deeply about the patients, uh, you know, our patient and the patient experience. And uh, I think that the growth that's born out of that, I think, is what we do is we try to extend outside of the walls of UPMC the ability for others to do that. So that's where a lot of our commercial ventures uh, 
are targeted to say, hey, this works very well for us. And and because we are, you know, very patient focused, uh, you know, let, let's create a product that, or let's create services that allow others to, to kind of, you know, meet those, those same goals that I'm sure that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess uh, the, the last thing I wanted to just um, touch on a little bit was the, some of the, the, one of the big trends we're seeing in, in this industry is a lot of uh, merging and consolidation. And do you think that we're going to see more organizations that are modeled maybe after UPMC and just, um, you know, becoming that in- integrated delivery system and uh, kind of going towards that direction? Yeah, I, I think you know. I, I think it's a very tough environment for some of the smaller community hospitals, and and you know the the economics of of healthcare are difficult at times. I I'd point back in an example that uh, uh, Evelyn Health. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the company, but UPMC Health Plan, along with the advisory board, created. Evelyn Health, who goes into health systems and actually helps create what you just described. And it's been a very successful company uh, where providers kind of are at the forefront where they should be uh, in, in patient care and patient in, in, in person engagement. And uh, they, they create almost an integrated delivery system and create the payer arm of what the system looks like. So I'm not sure as far as mergers amongst, you know, various health care organizations, but I think the the blurring of line between payer and provider is either going to happen through people trying to create what UPMC is, an integrated uh, delivery system, or creating that insurance capability from within the, the provider organization. So, yeah, I guess the, that's a long answer to your question. But, yes, I think that you'll see some consolidation. I think you'll see some, some evident health-like activities happening across the country as well. Yeah, like we had said uh, at the beginning of our conversation, it is a extremely interesting time to be either in the industry or uh, doing my role, which is kind of right. on the outside looking in. But no, no shortage. Yeah, it's of fascinating. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's it's fascinating, and it it really has been. And and again, being you know spending probably spending the last twenty five years of my career in healthcare, just the just the the sea change of what's happening, uh, you know, in this industry is, is amazing. And, and more amazing is the speed at which it's happening. So I, I just, I think that, that again, uh, personally, I, fit, I think that we as a company are very well positioned, you know, in an, in an unbelievably great position as, as CIO of an organization such as this. And, and as an industry, I think uh, the good news is we have a lot of, we have a lot of opportunity ahead of us. And I think that, you know, again, through big data analytics and some of the things we're talking about and, and, and some of the initiatives we're undertaking, I think we're, uh, you know, we're in a good place to, to make the change happen. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've uh, definitely touched on a lot. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you have a couple things on your plate, so it's really appreciated. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I think that our um, our readers and listeners are, are definitely going to benefit from hearing uh, your perspective. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate the time. All right. I hope to catch up with you again uh, sometime down the line. Absolutely. Let's plan on. Thank you, Kay. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.